and you're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI Radio in New York. I'm John Tarleton, the Indy's Editor-in-Chief. I'm joined today by my colleague, Julia Thomas. Uh, Julia, it's great to have you joining us today as a co-host. Thanks, John. It's great to be with you and all our listeners on 99.5 FM and streaming on WBAI.org. Right on. Now turning to our first segment, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, has been in the headlines in recent weeks for all the wrong reasons. Allegations of sexual harassment, a potential cover-up of nursing home deaths last spring, and further allegations this weekend that Cuomo's vaccine czar, Larry Schwartz, has been has been calling local officials across the state to gauge their support for Cuomo. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Cuomo's scandal palooza comes as the state legislature is working to wrap up the annual state budget at the end of this month. A coalition of progressive groups from across the state is pushing a package of bills that would raise $50 billion in revenue from the rich to help pay for New York's recovery from the pandemic. Joining us now to fill us in on the latest from Albany is Assemblymember Marcella Matanias. She represents the 51st District, which encompasses Sunset Park, Red Hook, and parts of Bay Ridge in Brooklyn. And she is one of six Democratic Socialists currently serving in the legislature. Assemblymember Matanias, welcome to WBAI Radio. Thank you so much, John. Uh, Julia, thank you for having me here. Sure. Now, There's a lot of important work to be done this month on the roughly $200 billion annual state budget. But first, your thoughts on Governor Cuomo's multiple scandals, whether he should resign, and how the state legislature should respond if he won't resign. Yes. So um, the speaker has made an announcement that the assembly is going to look into possible impeachment. There's a judiciary committee that's going to be looking into facts of these allegations and you know if they uh you know if they if they in the majority agree with it then it would go to the senate where there would actually be a trial where there would be opportunities to present evidence and call witnesses um and then that's something that would have to be decided by the state legislature Right. And your your reaction to these scandals, I mean, do you um, do you think uh, Cuomo should resign or face impeachment? So at this moment, I can't make any public comments. I happen to be a member of the Judiciary Committee that's going to be looking into this. I see. Uh, And we have a we have a clip we're going to run here in a moment of Governor Cuomo sort of apologizing for his behavior toward multiple women who have accused him of sexual harassment. And after we hear from the governor, I'd like to hear your reactions to him, as well as to reports that sexism is endemic to Albany and how that affects women legislators, staffers, journalists in their ability to do their work and pursue their careers. Yeah, so I think that this is definitely... Um, there's a problem. We know that there was uh, legislation that was passed not too long ago, uh, mechanisms put in place to deter this kind of behavior. So I think it's really important for the attorney general's investigation, uh, particularly into the allegations of sexual harassment, to really understand what's happening and what additional measures need to be in place if that's, if that's what's needed. 
Um, the legislature is definitely changing. It used to be predominantly male. What we're seeing is I am part of an influx of a large uh, class coming in. There's definitely more women and people of color, and the state legislator, the state legislature, starting to look a lot more like uh, its residents in the state of New York. Right, and, and um, uh, now the uh, well, just one 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 more question about the scandals. Uh, um, there, there was a there was a poll that came, polls that came out yesterday from um, um, Siena College showing uh, Cuomo's approval rating has plummeted to forty three percent, but only thirty five percent of New Yorkers want him to to leave office. Um, is there anything you you make from that? I think it's important to understand that this is a governor that's been around for ten years. And there's uh, people that put a lot of trust into their elected officials. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a difficult but needed reckoning if, in fact, this is, uh, these allegations prove to be true. And I think the important thing is to get to the, to the truth and make sure that folks understand what, it, what the allegations are and what, what the investigations are finding. There's a few that are going on right now. Right. And, and, and the state budget is due at the end of the month. Um, what's your assessment of how the budget is shaping up so far and what, what do you think needs to be improved? So um, it's important to understand we, there is a huge hole um, in the budget because of the pandemic. Um, a lot of things were not, um, there wasn't any revenue last year. We are getting an influx of assistance from the federal government and federal aid. Um, but we have to understand the way, uh, you know, the way the state was. And we had, you know, one of the highest numbers of homelessness um, before the pandemic and understanding what the pandemic has done, particularly to the working class community and how it's disproportionately impacted the black and brown community, uh, the working class. Um, they were not ready for uh, this pandemic. It's been years of uh, budget cuts to services that were needed, to housing, to education, to transportation, to our infrastructure, to our um, social services. So it's an important not that not just that we ensure that we plug the budget hole, but that we're taking concrete steps and making sure um, that we have revenue that's going to provide for the services that we need and it's going to provide revenue in the future as well. And, and you published an op-ed on the independent.org website yesterday about legislation you've proposed calling for a wealth tax in New York. I encourage everybody to go to independent.org and, and read that op-ed and all our other recent coverage. But why, why do you think it, uh, a wealth, wealth tax in particular is so important? For um, for many years, the uh, state is not allowed to to collect revenue in the form of a wealth tax, and so has relied heavily on the city to impose taxes, and it's most commonly known as the property taxes that we know of. And so, this has been really detrimental to folks 
um, who are trying to accumulate wealth. Most of the um, most of the lower income earners that have any type of wealth is in their property. And so we understand that the really rich, the millionaires and the billionaires um, have their wealth in stocks and bonds. And so those are opportunities that we can use uh, to try and raise some revenue. But first we need to change our constitution. So before we can talk about um, the exact uh, taxes that we want to impose, first we have to change our constitutional amendment so that we can tax these types of intangible wealth. Right, and and how would you like to see all this extra revenue spent in the event that um, a wealth tax was was implemented? So there's a lot of things um, we still currently need, and I think one of the biggest things for me is just housing. You know, under this governor, over the 10 years, we have seen the homeless numbers just skyrocket. We've seen um, more need for uh, homeless shelters. In my community specifically, there's been at least four or five hotels that were taken over by the city to to convert them into housing in order to house all these homeless people. So um, we need, uh, folks need assistance. So uh, rental assistance at the federal level. Uh, we need to build um, social housing. We need to build supportive housing. Uh, we need to get our folks off of the streets. And so that's one of the things that we can definitely focus on. But there are many other things that we need to uh, we need to make sure that our money is going to right. So we're talking about our infrastructure. We're talking about our um, social safety net. You know, right now during the pandemic, one of the biggest issues is uh, food insecurity. Right. And um, what, what are you what are you hearing uh, on the ground from uh, people in Sunset Park and, and Red Hook and throughout your district about what their most urgent needs are? Definitely the rent. Um, folks have been unable to pay their rent for their homes uh, for over a year. We know that our small businesses are suffering too. We're we've seen over the months how our communities have changed because the small businesses have disappeared and the ones that are there are holding on with bloody fingernails. You know, every month uh, that this this pandemic continues, we see more of a need um, for food distribution. So, um, you know, just just basic necessities uh, are at the forefront. We have a large um, undocumented population that was left out completely from uh, any federal aid and they don't qualify. And we know that these folks are in our communities. They are frontline workers and they're part of the cash economy. They're suffering too. And uh, there's there's a, a package of bills known as the Invest in Our New York Act. I, I think it uh, has six measures in it to raise uh, taxes on the wealthy for a total of $50 billion in, in revenue. Um, can you describe for us you know, where that stands in the legislature right now? Uh, how much support there is for either for the whole package or part of the package and um and, and what uh you know activists uh, outside the legislature and, and what concerned uh, residents of New York can do to to push the legislature to enact it, as much of this uh, legislation as possible so um there are six comprehensive bills that would um, allow us to raise revenue from the ultra-rich ultra millionaires and billionaires. Um, we know that there's 118 billionaires that made 
um, close to $77 billion just in the first quarter of the pandemic. Um, taxing some of their wealth would go a long way in not just providing much needed relief um, right now, but would really ensure that we are providing for our communities, that no one gets left behind, and that we are having an ongoing stream of revenue to be able to make our communities whole again. So right now, we are still uh, negotiating the, the budget. Um, I'm hopeful that we will continue to fight for some more of these uh, revenues to be included. There is support amongst um, assembly members, um, but we need to keep having these conversations and we need to talk to folks so that they understand, you know, what some of this stuff means. And, okay. and the most importantly, the, the good that it's going to do, the much needed good that we need. You bet. Well, we'll have to leave it there for now. Marcella Matenia is an assembly member from District 51 in Brooklyn and Democratic Socialist. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.